welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. Hey, 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 everybody. What's up? Another knock on podcast. I couldn't be more excited. I know you're wanting to hear this one. Everybody's wanting to hear this one. Sharon's wanting me to answer this one because the time is near. It is Wednesday, the 19th of July, and this podcast is all about bringing you up to date on the launch of the knock on arrows among other things but I'm going to start out with that because I know that's what everyone wants to know at the current time so yes we have knock on arrows they're here I'm super pumped but the problem is I think we're gonna we're gonna be sold out the website's probably gonna crash it sucks, but that's reality. But the good thing about it is there's more coming and more coming behind that. Uh, so don't freak out. This podcast is your guide. It's gonna, it's literally going to navigate you through this launch process. So here's the deal. First off, I've made a very, very in-depth video about the new arrows what they are, why I did them. Uh, The video actually has some arrows in there that weren't full production models. So if you're like most of the Knock On Nation and notice every single little fine detail about what's in every single video, you're going to not see green diamond plating on the FMJs. Some of them you'll see the green, but some of them they didn't have the green yet. And that was because we hadn't finalized the green and I had to do the video first. So the production ones have a super cool green base layer so that you have green diamond plates on there. So these are going to be one of a kind FMJs. I'm super jacked. Uh, The Axis, also super awesome. I shot them at the Total Archery Challenge this past weekend. But the video is going to walk you through everything about what you need to know about the arrows and then I've also built a video specific about what you need to do to actually build the arrows and install the arrows so this is really important both of those videos will eventually be available on the website once I launch the arrows. But for the time being, I want to have you do a little bit of homework before we make these arrows live to buy. So what I want you to do is I'm going to want you to go to the Knock on Archery YouTube channel. And when you do that, I'm going to want you to search for this I want you to search for let me see what the name of it is I don't even have it handy that's real nice Um, 
so I think it was, dang, that's terrible. Um, let's see, did it, did it, did it? I'm I'm bad. I'm bad. Um, so it's knock on arrow arrow series and system explained. That's going to be the name. It'll be one of the first ones at the top of the videos. Uh, knock on arrow series and system explained. I walk you through everything. It's a 12 minute 31 second video, and in that video you'll also see a spine chart, a new spine chart, and there'll also be a new spine chart posted on the website the day of the shafts. And what my what I would recommend to you, and I'll probably post it on my social media channels as well, so you can pick your arrow based on the type of insert that you want. Um, I would recommend that you know what that is because this first fury to the website is probably going to be, you know, fast and furious so if you're having to look through the spine chart and figure out which one you want to select on the drop down box then you may get shafted so what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to watch that video learn everything about the arrows figure out what you want to what you want to purchase um, there's a couple things one the arrows do come standard with brass inserts uh, it'll be 50 or 75 grain breakoff inserts it'll also have the broadhead adapter rings or the bar rings as they're called which is one of the reasons why uh, there was a delay in the arrows um, getting those bars made and uh, getting uh, the number of brass inserts made that we had to have for this uh, was something that Easton had to uh, ramp up production on. So I'm going to want you to do both of those things to know for sure which arrow you want. Because remember, this isn't a standard insert. These are heavier inserts, which I really believe in for you know front of center, increased front of center, as well as uh, you know a little bit extra drive behind those arrows better flight characteristics and because it's heavier brass in the front you're not going to necessarily have the same exact spine arrow as what you would with a normal lightweight insert now one thing i want to tell you as well is if these arrows sell out before you're able to get them then what you want to do is you want to select the you still want to go in and select the size or the style that you want because you know you're going to either be able to click on the full metal jackets or you're going to click on the axis. Then you're going to have to go into a drop down box in order to select the spine that you want. And if they're sold out, then all you need to do is click the notify me box and then enter in your email. It's going to be the same thing as you know what you have to go through with any other backordered item and then as soon as it's in stock you're going to get an email and as long as you're acting fast enough you're going to be able to uh you're going to be able to get that product like i said there's multiple waves of these coming uh but i know a lot of you are wanting them prior to hunting season uh so if you've got early antelope season coming up now's the time uh, but I think you're gonna really like these things I have just had a ball working on them 
I've had more fun shooting them, and we had a good time, you know, fine-tuning this Eros uh, chart, which I think is important. And, you know, remember, once you actually get that or get the arrows in, then go back to the Knock on Archer YouTube channel, and you're going to then look for how to assemble the knock on arrows that's going to be the next video that's live and it's literally going to show you how to install the hit system into those arrows i'm not going to be doing pre-fletched arrows right now there's no way uh for the i think the swarm of people that are going to be buying the raw shafts i don't think that um, it would be wise for me to tie up inventory with pre-fletch ones when I'm going to have to guess what type of fletching options people would want. Uh, so I really want you just to take pride in fletching your own for right now. And then, yeah, down the road, I think we'll be able to uh, probably get caught up with inventory and be able to ramp up to start offering some fletched arrows. But we've decided out of the gate we're not going to make that happen. The other thing is on the Knock on Archer YouTube channel right now, you'll notice that there's actually multiple videos that have been launching. I've decided to really get after it with the videos. We've been launching a lot of new videos here um, in the past week. So make sure you have your notifications on. That's one thing that uh, social media is doing a good job of, is, and that's blocking information that I'm trying to give to you unless you have your notifications turned on because they're wanting me to pay for advertising in order to put it in front of you so unless you turn on your notifications and you can you don't have to do it for every single thing you can just turn on your notifications for knock on you don't have to listen to people you don't necessarily want to hear uh, notify you all the time but you definitely want to make sure those are on because I'm gonna first put this video out there then I'm gonna put the charts out there um, then I'm gonna make the how-to video live and then the plan unless something catastrophic happens the plan is that we're gonna actually make the arrows live to order on Monday July 23rd so literally this coming Monday after the weekend, we don't want to do it on the weekend because Sharon and I, two things. One, we've got some good friends coming in town and we want to be able to chillax. But two, we're also in the process of trying to get moved into our new headquarters. So uh, we're needing to do this on the Monday and then the arrows will ship right there after. Um, but I think you guys are going to really like this. Super awesome. Uh, a couple things I want to tell you. This past weekend I shot the Total Archery Challenge. And one of the things that I have to say is that I am, I am a proud, proud coach. Because the amount of people that came up to me at that shoot and told me stories about how much they've improved since watching the videos uh, that could not possibly be more rewarding than what it is 
And me just going around at that shoot and actually watching people that had knock-on t-shirts or knock-on hats or shooting a knock to it, the amount of people I saw shooting silverbacks and literally going into a super tough course shooting a silverback release, I mean, man, these are major, major accomplishments. These are things that if you're doing that, you should be so proud of that because there are a ton of top-ranked archers and high-level archers and coaches that don't have the brass tacks to, to do that sort of thing. And the fact that I saw people out there with the confidence of shooting these ridiculously tough courses with silverback releases and two smooths and people that were just set up with really nice draw length and fit and executing well with knock to it. I mean, I was just walking around on cloud nine because it was just a, a very, very surreal experience for me. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm kind of still buzzing right now. And uh, I was there with some, some good friends of mine. And we went to dinner a few times, and uh, I just, I almost felt weird saying, like, wow, I just can't believe how many people are, you know, coming up to me and and just expressing their gratitude. And um, I don't know, it just hasn't really sank in. And I think a big part of that is because I normally don't go out into big public events like that um, just because you know, time is somewhat limited. I really like to be fully prepared for an event like that. I don't like going to, it's very, very stressful for me to go to an event like that if I'm not sharp. Um, so I really prepared for that and set a goal, set several goals before I went out there and really wanted to, I wanted to show up, um, as good as I could for that event. And I think based on the equipment that I took, meaning I didn't have a magnified scope, I didn't have a target dot, um, I went out there with literally 12-inch stabilizer with a GoPro on it and no lens and a 29,000s pin um, and, a sl and, a, and a bigger peep sight too than what I would shoot in target, all that stuff controls accuracy not to mention I wasn't shooting target arrows I was shooting the knock-on uh, axis with 50 grains of brass in the front and a hundred grain point with a four fletch of the three inch max stealth and I just could not be happier with how that arrow shot they were just absolute bullets they were just rockets going into 10 rings and 12 rings and uh, less than a handful of eights. So I was pretty dang jacked at how I shot. I came out of there uh, mission accomplished. Felt like I I put on what I would say is a, a good representation of um, what, I, what I am on a technical course if I'm polished. And granted, I didn't, I live in Iowa now. It was actually a lot easier to practice when I lived in northern Wisconsin along the river bluffs because I could practice a lot more of those incline shots, both vertically, uh, up and up and down. 
Um, and then even the side hill shots, you know, just learning the technicalities of shooting on the side hills. I remembered most of it, but I also, uh, you know, they're just slightly different mus muscle stabilizers. So there's some of that you only can practice for by actually shooting on those types of inclines. So I was really pleased that I was able to execute at the level that I did and all of you out there are the reason I had that motiv motivation, uh, no doubt about it. I was 100% wanting to go there and, and represent our community as best as I could, and I just had a blast. And now coming back, these arrows are here. Like I said, we're going to be launching these this Monday. So we're going to launch them in the morning. I know they're going to sell out. So what do you do? You click on the arrow that you want, select the size, type your email address in the notify me and have your have your fingers literally ready for for speed dialing of the website as soon as you get a no another notification, uh which should be here in a few weeks. Uh actually I think they said closer towards it might be four weeks before we get another round so you know whitetail hunters um, you're going to get something by then but uh, you want to definitely act fast if you don't want brass inserts then we are going to also sell the standard aluminum insert so you can buy the aluminum insert if you need more of the broadhead adapter rings i've also ordered um some of those to sell individually as well uh, just in case you want to not just have them on your hunting arrows they're actually made out of magnesium so they're fairly light uh, they're pretty light there's not much difference which is really what I like about them um, there's a couple things one it is it does go over the outside of the shaft but what you'll find is it's not really long and the reason i did that was because some of these overserts um for example i think that uh i don't even know what brand it was but i built a bow for someone that shoots some overserts um which is how they get the extra weight in the front end of the arrow because they're insert is just a standard aluminum so they had an oversert uh, which was like an oversized collar that went over the shaft to give them the extra weight but the problem that I personally have with that and I know some taller archers have with that too is once you start to use an oversert that's too you know that's long or I shouldn't you know I say it's too long but you know if it starts to get to the point where you're having to add an extra inch or inch and a half onto your arrow shaft so that once you cut it and slide this oversert over the shaft well now in order to not be bumping your arrow rest you're having to cut that arrow like i said that extra inch or inch and a half and having that extra um, length of arrow shaft will actually change the spine category for me personally and it actually bumps me into a spine size um, that just kind of puts me right into a corner where I don't have options because the full metal jacket right now is not available in a 260 spine which is what I would have to shoot if I personally wanted to shoot a slightly heavier weight hunting bow 
um, and I needed to shoot an arrow that was even a half inch to an inch longer. So I would be limited to only shooting the axis in that 260 spine. So I don't really want to do that. Um, so these broadhead adapter rings, they're pretty minimal on how much they go over the outside of the shaft, but it is enough to totally prevent um, broadheads plunging down through the center of an arrow shaft or from horizontal tear outs, um, which any type of internal component that goes all the way down inside of an arrow shaft, if it's hit too hard um, on the tip of the point, like on an angle pushing out, you know, it can tear out. But if you have some of this collar go around the outside of that shaft, the amount of durability it, it puts into that shaft is pretty dang impressive because I've, I've tested it uh, by shooting uh, really hard things with this both ways. So that's why I really feel like this arrow is optimal. And the other thing that you have to realize too is these arrows are match grade arrows. So, you know, they're, they're literally selecting out the best of the best out of the bundle and they're guaranteeing you that your arrow is only going to be within a certain tolerance which is at the best number you can get out of the Hoyt or uh, out of the Easton factory and because they're selecting that that means that there's there's actually a limited number of arrows that's going to be available in that tolerance because some of the arrows might be a two thousandth some might be a three thousandth so you know you really need to go through a certain number of arrows to be able to weed out those ones that are among the best in the group. So it's no different than having a recruit. You know, you might have uh, a ton of really awesome college players, but when you're selecting the match grade players to go into the pros, you're only going to get a certain percentage out that's just that much better um, within that group. And because of that, there's limitations to how many you get or how long production needs to happen before they can weed those out. Um, so that's why there is some uh, a little bit of a delay in how long it's taken us to get some. And it's also a reason why some sizes there may be more available at first than others uh, but i can promise you we for surely have done everything we can to make sure we order enough it's just a matter of you know what can get to us and uh, what we can you know write checks for as soon as they get here uh, so we're excited the other thing is knock to are also on the way uh, we had a big wave of Noctuits come in and, or I'm sorry, Silverbacks. We had a big wave of Silverbacks come in, uh, Silverbacks sold out, but there's also some getting assembled right now. Just checked in today. There's some getting assembled. So again, make sure you sign up for that notify me, uh, to get one of these Silverbacks as soon as they come back. Noctuits, funny enough, we got a big batch in. They were here for quite a while. Uh, and then right when they sold out, the another wave came 
which was perfect. We were kind of super happy because we were like, wow, these just sold out. And two days later, you know, we kind of had the UPS uh, notification that they were in route and we're thinking this is going to be awesome. Literally, they've only been out a few days. There's probably only a few people uh, that are going to kind of miss out here. And lo and behold, UPS lost 500 Noctuits in one shipment, and that sucked. So Noctuits, they're in the process again. So just sign up for the Notify Me. We will have some before hunting season, so make sure you're signed up for those too. The other thing I want to tell you is we are uh, being very adamant right now on the knock-on store. Um, we're being adamant about on the each of the products, we're making sure that there's videos now that can answer your questions. Some of the most common questions that we get asked are which release is right for me. So if you click on the releases uh, you can scroll down and watch one of the videos one of the videos is going to be you know which knock-on release is right for me you could also go to the knock-on archery youtube channel and see that as well um, or if you want uh, if you're looking at the um, if you're looking at the knock to it there's a video specifically explaining the knock to it and then next to that, there's also going to be a video on knock to it and silverback release maintenance. So you can watch a video on how to set up the knock to it. And then you could also watch a video on how to properly maintain it. The same is true for your silverback. Uh, you know, you just click on the silverback release, go down, you can watch a video um, on the knock on archery YouTube channel. These videos are also there, so make sure you check those out. Um, there's going to be a video coming about all the veins and what each of the veins do, pros and cons. That'll be coming up next. Uh, I did release the video last week on the Power Max. Um, so there's a Power Max review, and then today Hoyt launched the new Hoyt Nitrux, which, uh, and that's Nitrux with a U, not with an I. And I did a full review and build on that, and you definitely need to check that out. Um, super cool bow. Comes in at a price range between the Power Max and um, some of the, you know, like a Hyper Edge. And especially, you know, you look at the RX-1s, it comes in at a price range between all those. Um, and some people are saying, well, uh, you know, what's doesn't look like there's much difference to the Power Max. There actually is quite a difference. There's not much difference if you're just looking at the riser, okay? The riser, you're right. There's not a difference, okay? But what there is a difference in is the limb pockets as soon as the connection from the riser to the limbs happens you're going to be seeing the new limb pockets and they're aluminum they're not composite so they're not made of a composite plastic they are aluminum and you also have the quad flex limbs on the nitrix so 
Um, the limbs are a little bit different and they ha and it has its own cam system as well. Um, it's really smooth. It actually doesn't stack as hard as the Power Max when you draw it back, but it does have more speed. Uh, just to give you a quick rundown, it's, uh, it's about 4.1 pounds, so it feels super light in the hand. Uh, it's a little bit heavier than the Power Max, mm, but the reason it is heavier is because it doesn't have it actually has the roller guard system which is super cool it's definitely better in uh, foul weather conditions with rain um, so it does have a roller guard system it does have aluminum pockets so just those two things alone are going to add some weight uh, it's 31 and a half inches axle to axle it's 333 feet per second uh, which is a tweak faster than the Power Max. It definitely has a smoother draw cycle. Um, there's only two cam sizes on the Nitrix, and that suits um, draw lengths from 24 to 27 inches on the number two cam, and then 27 to 30 inches on the number three cam. It is an 80% only, um, or it comes as an 80% max on the let off. Uh, so it is legal in, you know, you look at the states where if you're over 80%, you know, I think Colorado and Montana or two, you end up getting in trouble. So they're legal in those states. It is using uh, the BCYX material right out of the factory. It also has the exact grip, which is the same grip on the RX-1. Um, it, it is available in six target colors, I think. Um, I know for camos it has Realtree, uh, Ridge Reaper. It comes in Subalpine, Sitka. It, you can get it in black or you can get it in the Kuyu. Um, and it also has the, uh, the new yoke harnesses so up at the top where the yokes connect to the axle it has that new yoke harness system that automatically offsets your yoke cable so there's certainly benefits to it and again that price uh, i think i think minimum advertised price is like 849 is what i think here in the u.s so um yeah that's that um wow what else um yeah, I can't say enough. There's there's a pretty dang cool announcement um, coming on Monday as well from Andy Stumpf, which will be pretty cool. Uh, it's actually a podcast we recorded last week, which uh, we had a good time. Me, him, and Chad Ward from Whiskey Bit Barbecue did a little bit of a recap following our first ever Knock to Fork Traeger School. And this was super, super fun. It was, it sold out in less than a day. So I didn't do a lot of advertising on it because it sold out so fast. But man, what an experience. It was a packed house. Uh, night one started out at Traeger HQ with a cocktail party. Um, had some pretty big names come in there. Uh, we had, uh, the upper management of we had some Killcliff guys, we had Yeti came, uh, all the everyone from Traeger, all all the employees of Traeger were there. People got to walk around Traeger, got to meet uh, the president and CEO. We got to meet Big Chad, got to meet uh, Matt Pittman from Meat Church. Uh, 
my buddy John Barklow was there. Andy Stumpf was there. Um, who the heck else am I leaving out right now? Black Rifle Coffee was there. Uh, Sharon was there. Little Dud was there. Um, man, the Hoyt guys were there. And then after that night, the next morning, we started out at 9.30, went to the Hoyt factory. Everyone rolled in to Hoyt HQ, got to sit in what we call the lodge, which is like the meeting place for the entire Hoyt employment and sales team for all of their big meetings. Uh, so we got to sit in there. Everyone got a sneak peek of the Nitrix. They actually saw it early. Um, and then we got a full tour of the Hoyt facility. I mean, we got to see everything. And then we went from there uh, back Let's see, we went from there over to the Easton Center, which um, for any of you listening, if you live in Salt Lake City, you definitely have to check out the Easton Center. At first, this was an elite level complex that was not initially going to be available to the public, but now has actually been made available for the public to be able to go there, shoot, have memberships. Um, I'm talking a state-of-the-art facility, just as awesome as you can get. Um, we went there. We had a school. Uh, we had uh, Traeger cooked hamburgers for us for lunch. We did shooting, a little bit of photo and video analysis. Then I actually uh, let people eat, and we rolled into a presentation and a little bit of a seminar. Uh, we only had a few hours there, so then we packed up and went to back to Traeger HQ, where we then did a literally a barbecue class, and we learned um, beef from Matt Pittman. So we learned uh, beef from him, and then Chad Ward jumped up there and taught uh, pork and. I think he just taught pork and then I was supposed to teach poultry but by the time I was supposed to be up there they told me that my hour was now down to about five minutes so I just totally tried to fumble through uh, all that not to mention I had um, had a good time with all these people for about an extra hour and a half so um, I didn't pace myself wisely but anyway we got through that had a absolute blast and we had a huge meal at hq and ended the night with just a ton of pictures and literally riding the grills around uh in hq got in a little bit of trouble for that and then holy smokes from there the next day um i did a easton experience with cabela's and these were some I think lucky guys. I'm going to say lucky guys. doesn't even have to relate to me. These were lucky guys that got in on this. And it was something that I think Cabela's offered to their black card members or signature card members. I can't remember. But they literally uh, posted these experiences. And the Archer experience sold out really fast. And it was a never-given-before tour at the Easton facility where they actually get to see... Um, a few machines that are never seen by the public uh, as well as a full tour and then they came over to the Easton 
the main Easton Shooting Center, the Easton Foundation Center, and we had unbelievable uh, Snake River Farms. Or I think that's who got it. Chad Ward brought in some uh, Wagyu tri-tips, which was just ridiculously good. And I did my best to keep everyone out of a food coma then. We did a class where I did videos and one-on-one -on -one coaching with each of the people over about five to six hours. And then we jumped into a class and I came, we came out of the class and I did a follow-up with technique and equipment adjustment following that. Then uh, we had a dinner. And everybody prepped for the next day, which was heading up to Snowbird to shoot the Total Archery Challenge. And everybody got to shoot the Total Archery Challenge with myself, Fred Eichler, and Andy Stumpf. And uh, Andy was there to be a badass. Fred was there to make everyone laugh a lot. And I was there to teach the technicality of shooting that type of terrain. So I took that I took that group very serious, or at least my shots seriously, and uh, shot that course. I was challenged a few times by uh, Easton, specifically Isaac, who is he has a nickname he wants to be referenced as, um, but I can't say it on air. It, let's just say it's, um, he's a bad mofo, I think is what he wants to be called. I keep forgetting. But anyway, uh, I've known Isaac a long, long time. He was uh, one of my homeboys back when he worked at Badlands Backpacks and then went to work for Easton. I love that guy. Super awesome. So, of course, he was uh, heckling me and challenged me to a few shots. One of the ones I posted, it was uh, it was supposed to be a 60-yard uphill ram shot, but instead he decided to make it 125, which was about as far as my, uh, my sight would go. And I made a shot on that I was pretty proud of. And then he also made me shoot a elk sitting. A ridiculously long elk shot like ridiculously long and then uh, Easton I think posted that or maybe they're saving it for another day and then we also uh, shot a 136 yard moose which was not supposed to be that far all these were shots that were like double what they should have been on that course uh, but I really wanted to do it and I can say that was super fun then we came down off that hill, um, and all I wanted was a hamburger and some water because I didn't. I traveled light, just like if I was hunting. Uh, minimal on tried a little bit minimal on fluids and weight. I'm kind of a run and gun guy, so uh, I wanted to get to the bottom and then kind of got looped into. Uh, I thought I was going over just to try on a backpack. I was going to try on the new Kafaru backpacks and get sized because I do want to try one. Um, and I ended up getting roped into the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge, uh, which was pretty dang cool. Um, and this is actually um, a great time to to talk about an important thing. Uh, one of the things that I talked about a lot in my classes actually was, you know, 
um, trying to do your best to avoid target panic and surrounding yourself with people that um, are making good shots and focus on good quality practice. Um, I don't really know, kind of in a different frame of mind to go down this path, but I want to go down it anyway. Um, when I walked up, you know, they were kind of really excited. It's a cool course. The course is, um, I was only more or less paying attention to my shots and trying to memorize the yardages more so than I wasn't really carried about. <laughs> I wasn't really, uh, caring about the carrying the sandbags and all that stuff. So, um, but the idea is there's, I think, five sandbags, and you have to start on one side, you run up, grab a sandbag, run it back to a sled and throw it in there, and then you go back to that position and you make a shot on a target that has a clay pigeon on it. Um, and then if you hit the clay pigeon, you move to the next round. If you don't hit the clay pigeon, you either have to take a mulligan or I think a penalty for time. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, I told them you do that for, you make six shots, I think. And I think it's five sandbags. I could be one off. And then on the very last target, instead of carrying the sandbag, yeah, it would be six. So instead of carrying the sandbag, um, you actually go down and you grab the sled and you pull the sled all the way up, which has all the bags in it at that point, And then you make that last shot. So, um, they were pretty dang excited, um, and I just made it really clear to everyone. I didn't want to be the party pooper, but this is me, and um, I don't give in to peer pressure like that. So I just told them flat out, um, I'll definitely do it all, but I'm not. I'm not going to risk my shots. I'm going to make my shots, whether they're fast enough for you or not. I'm going to just make my good shots and. Um, and I also told them, which I guess this really isn't important, but, um, I told them that for every clay pigeon we, sh we hit, I would make a donation to, um, the back, the back country, gosh, forget the dang name of it, uh, back country, uh, hunters and anglers, I think. So yeah, the guys are all about, um, public landowners. Uh, so that banquet was actually that night. So, what I told them was for every clay pigeon that I hit, I'd make a donation um, for the knock-on nation to, or on behalf of the knock-on nation, uh, to their cause. So um, I wanted to clean it. <laughs> I, I could give a crap about the sandbags. I wanted to clean it. So um, I just focused on going through the motions. I did it pretty good, and yeah, we cleaned it. Uh, Andy was my wingman. He was... Uh, kind of holding my holding my arrows moving my sight um and yeah we got all the clay pigeons i think i did well i know there's people that definitely sprinted out uh i wasn't sprinting it out and actually my plan was on that sled i was pretty sure with all those sandbags in there i figured if i extended my arms out long enough i thought i could have pulled that sled all the way up with one fierce jerk maybe two but I actually had my release still on my finger when I did it. <laughs> and I thought I had broke the head off my too smooth. So my first pull, um, about three quarters of the way through, I realized what I was doing and ended up kind of backing off on, on my, uh, on my turbo speed for that. But 
it was super fun. And then that night went to a banquet, uh, got to hang out with some really good friends. And to finish this whole night off, I got to watch Chad Mendez earn some free arrows. God dang it. I love Chad, but we don't have a lot of knock on arrows. And he made a post uh, he made a comment on one of my posts about the knock on arrows about a week ago. It was a week ago, actually. He he kind of did a drool mark and says, I wanted some of those when I posted a picture of them. And then I told him, I said, I'll give you some if you get a first round KO. So, of course, Chad goes out and mercs that dude, which was cool. We got to see it um, from Snowbird down at the bar. And I was with some good friends. And that was about the perfect ending to a to a cool day. Then comes Sunday. Keep in mind, everyone, I got there on Monday. Um, and Monday I had to do some stuff with Hoyt. So, you know, keep in mind now this is six days later or seven days. I don't know. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep, seven days. It's more like six and a half. But uh, that was kind of really fun because I got to go out with the the Yeti guys and my buddy um, George aka Jack Carr um, who's been on the podcast uh, Jack came up and shot with me Andy and um, our buddies from Yeti so we had a, a good old time. It was really, really fun. And I don't know. Couldn't have been more excited. We actually, um, for those of you who are at the Total Archery Challenge and you watched us getting driven around on the course by the by the uh, ATV, don't think that we're wimps. It was mainly because... Andy and I had exactly two hours to shoot that whole range before we had to leave for the airport. So uh, we had to kind of get carted to the first target from the tram just to gain some speed. And then we literally shot like pretty dang as fast as we could. And we, we got about three quarters of the way through the range and then we had to get picked up and brought to the bottom so we could jump in our car and head to the airport so um for those of you who were there on sunday and i didn't get to say hi to i apologize we were trying to get a few fun arrows in and i got pressed for time so oh man that's it um sorry the most of this podcast was talking to you about product but i know you guys are excited about it um so many of you have emailed in and I can tell you um, if you want to know some of these answers like what arrow is best for me it's not going to be productive to email in Um, the best thing to do is to look at that arrow chart or watch the video that I talked about at the beginning if you watch that video it'll walk you through exactly what you need to know and from there there's also a video that's going to, you know, you can look how to fletch your arrows. You can watch a video on that. Um, there's also the video specific to, you know, the knock on, how to assemble the knock on arrow si- series, 
and that's specific to the points more so than the actual uh, putting the fletchings and wraps on there's also videos for that so it's easy step-by-step -step stuff we got it all covered for you worked hard on it I got to give a shout out to Caleb Copeland who came out here uh, and helped me get all this stuff videoed can't say enough about how much you helped me on that and yeah I'm pumped can't say enough we're going to be doing another podcast very very soon and next week just so you know if you are anywhere close to San Diego then next Friday the 28th I'm going to be doing a parking lot meet and greet at my buddy Bob Fromm shop this is going to be awesome performance archery from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're going to be doing a parking lot grill out. We're going to have Shazzy Fresh, a.k.a. Sharon, Little Dud, a.k.a. now Middle Dud, Andy Stumpf, Jack Carr, Trevor Thompson, Bob Fromm, Traeger Grills. Don't miss it. On Sunday, I'm doing a private class for eight people. One of those was the winner of the famous 13 bow, which his name is Daniel. I call him Craig. So, Craig, you know that's your calling. You got to be called Craig. Looks good on you. Sounds even better. Uh, and he'll be there with his wife. So they're going to be two of the people in the class. Meanwhile, the rest of you lucky folk who get in on that there might be a slot left there might not be if you want it you got to call performance archery and ask them is there a slot and remember if you're listening to this podcast and it's past july 28th probably don't call them because they're gonna just be like what the heck all right all you awesome people appreciate the heck out of you I'll be coming back soon enough. Don't worry. Good luck getting the arrows, everybody. Appreciate the heck out of you. Knock on. Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing. Knockonarchery.com.